Did you ever stop and think why spend too much time just getting ready? <coughs> Let me be honest. I don't know a single thing that I haven't done to make you notice me. Let me be real here. When I see you, my heart starts racing, but I don't know if I like this chasing and playing and waiting around. It's a shame that my hands start shaking. Today is July 10th, 2020, Friday of the 14th week in Ordinary Time, and you are tuned in to Deacons, Discussions, and Drinks. Everybody, and welcome. I love that song. <laughs> <laughs> I actually understand now. I can actually hear the, uh, the lyrics. I, I like it too. I, I, I like the end of it. We never listened to the end of it. There's like 30 seconds left. Let's listen to the end of it. Just, you know, why not? Somebody to love. Everybody needs somebody to love, right? There you go. There you go. Yeah. Hey, I'm Deacon Tim Stout. I'm Deacon Dallas Kelly. Uh, I am Father Lynn. Hey, we're back. Well, I think we're in the Cardone Recording Studio. We're live. After being off a week, I'm recharged. How about you guys? I had a week vacation. I don't so. have any week. We 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 now I'm a dove into solving the school oh reopen the school equations. Good luck with that. Oh, we need more than luck. We need a lot of prayer. I mean, that's a that's a nationwide problem issue. However, you want to talk about it, but does it look a little different in here? Because it does from our perspective, right? Yep. We changed up things a little bit, as Father Lynn said. Deacon Tim goes away for a week, and everything runs smooth, and then he comes back and <laughs> changes everything. But we finally got some stuff that we've been waiting for. We got it, and I'm pretty happy about it. Just some technology stuff on the backside. I'm thinking you guys will be able to, you know, kind of maybe see a difference, better quality. Um, we're test driving this equipment for this weekend for Mass, so hopefully everything will go good. So, And I, I really wanted to be live on Facebook and YouTube. So what happened? Well, it wasn't as easy as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> so we're just on Facebook, but next week we are going to be live on both at the same time. I'm going to make it happen. It's just going to happen. So we got a great show planned for you. <laughs> we got a great show planned for you tonight. I feel good. Lavinia Spirito is going to join us. You may, at the top of the hour at eight o'clock. You may know her from Catholic Way Bible Study. Uh, she's been here to our parish a few times. Uh, I'm excited about it. Great ministry, uh, just an unbelievable woman. Yeah, our parishioner using her uh, her class constantly. Yeah, and, and uh, I think it's a good thing. So good ministry, uh, and I'm pretty sure she started everything from scratch. So mm-hmm. we'll uh, we'll hopefully have a great conversation about that. So, so hey, I was gone last week. Did anything exciting happen last week? Um, our bishop took a tumble. <laughs> That's right. He took a tumble. I email him and I say, I heard 
you took a dive. <laughs> say, I got lucky. He say, apparently, the mask fog his eyeglasses. <laughs> <laughs> well, so everybody okay. at home did not see it, but I was did, witness to it. Did, did you save him? Did you render? Did you render aid? I tried to render aid, but he was on his way up before. Right when I was getting there, nothing's broken. That would have been bad. <clears throat> it would be very bad. We would have had to deal with that for a long time. That would be like our own stigmata. Yeah. <laughs> that's a that's a that's a preview for Saint of the Day later on. The Saint of the Day actually has a, had a stigmata. So <laughs> stigmata is the word of the day. So hey, let's jump into current events. We've got about nine minutes for Lavinia joins us. So who wants to go first? I'll go first. Uh, my current event was going to be, I was going to read you a big article on the... the uh, Paraphrase, please. Don't read the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to read the Supreme Court's decision on the with the Little Sisters of the Poor. Oh, yeah. I'm excited. But the very next day, so my topic is kind of on that. But the very next day, Joe Biden? Joe Biden said he will reverse it. Well, my first thinking was, what do you mean, how do you reverse it? It's a Supreme Court decision. But from what I'm reading, here's what the article about the Joe Biden. On Wednesday, the court found that the Trump administration had the statutory authority to craft the exemption as well as the contemporaneously issued moral exemption and that the rules promulgating through these exemptions are free from procedural defects. The court's decision only found in favor of the executive action, excusing the sisters and others with conscious objections action that would be revoked or reversed by the subsequent administration. On Wednesday, Biden, who has campaigned on the importance of his Catholic faith, said he did not agree with either the court's decision or the exemption, and he would change it as soon as he is elected president, which means he can change it because they were only approving Trump's executive order to change you know, that one th- thing. Well, they've been through twice now, right? Yeah. This case a second time. So Biden threatened to take it down again. Those poor sister. <laughs> They can't catch a break. That's right. Sister of the poor. Poor sister. Little sisters of the poor are the one people that don't need contraception. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Hey, the never-ending saga. I think, is it the Beckett Fund? I think is the group that's uh, representing them. Um, thank God for, for places like that, mm-hmm. that that protect religious liberty because that's not cheap for sure. So, what about you, Padre? You got anything on? Well, I got uh, plenty. But oh. the, the the latest one was interesting. Kind of eh, take me off some way. So NPR make, did a number on investigation report. Okay, and they found out that the Catholic Church in the United States received uh, funding uh, through the PPP process, and this dude came up and talked about we get about. Between 1.5 to 3.5 billion dollars, and of course, the first question popped up has to do with: Well, are they used the money properly? Are they used that to uh, pay all the sexual lawsuit? You know, oh, man, I can't quit. But well, anybody that's involved with the PPP program knows that there's a huge amount of accountability exactly. and separation that has to take place. So. Wow. And it just, I say, when are they going to quit? You know, we're dealing with racism right now. We're dealing with a pandemic. Yeah. Now we have to dig out the Catholic Church sexual scandal. I mean, so you have to use it for salaries or, or, or a percentage of it. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Most of it. Just about all of it. I think it's just about it. 75%. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, just the way it's set up, you really have to work hard. To try to cheat. Like cheat it. Yeah. And, you know, obviously there's some bad apples and everything. Um, and that's a program that's helped a lot of people. But at the end of the day, there will be some 
some people that try to take advantage of it. I don't think it'll be the church. Uh, I don't definitely don't think it'll be our diocese. I think the way well, that, that we've set it up is the been, way our diocese set up. I'm telling you, it we had no chance to screw up. Uh, it's, it's tight. It's it's pretty good. I I like it a lot, and uh, you know, it, it's obviously helped our parish out. Right? Oh yeah, big Very, time, big time, and and I think a lot of the the parishes in the diocese, not all of them, but uh, a big percentage of them. Well, it was a question that the, the lady asked him, but he's a chief investigator, you're saying. And so she asked, uh, what about other churches outside the Catholic Church? Yeah, he said, they got supported too, but I don't know how much. You know, kind of brush, you know, you see, very obvious anti-Catholic. <laughs> wow. So. That's my current. That's your current event. Yep. So my current event, if you all remember from a few weeks ago. Barbara Conklin says we are getting a little bit of feedback, which is interesting. So I'll take this level down just a little bit, Steve. Uh, Barbara, let us know if that's any better right there. Uh, a few weeks ago when we had this show, we it was the Paris fire. Does everybody remember when the Paris, when uh, Notre Dame burned down, right? Mm-hmm. So they just announced today that they're going to rebuild the steeple. Uh, they weren't going to do that. Uh, they were taking design bids to uh, come up with some different alternatives, and something I didn't I didn't realize is that uh, the church, the all the churches. This is what the article said. Maybe it's right or wrong. I had to do some research on it, but are owned by the state. Yeah, like, and so that doesn't fall under the purview of the Catholic Church. It falls under the government of France. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I think you know we talk about separation of church and state. How would that go over in the United States if the United States government owned all the churches? <laughs> so our imperfect system of government isn't isn't all bad. <laughs> so, but anyway, they've uh, they've they're on a timeline. They want to uh, get it rebuilt by the time uh, the Olympics come, which is in twenty twenty four, I believe, is what it is. So twenty twenty four. So they want to get. Notre Dame up and running. They had all kind of interesting article. Maybe I'll post the, I'll put some a link to the article so everybody can see it. They wanted to put like a pool and a garden on the rooftop of Notre Dame. <laughs> hey, why not? <laughs> so now it'll be many many years before that gets completed. I'm right. Well, I mean that was a bad the four years. Yeah. Four years. Yeah. I figured it'd be longer than that. Well, they said if they did redid the design. That it would take longer, so that's one of the reasons the government agreed to go ahead and do it exactly like it was, so they don't have to re-engineer everything. So, um, I'll put that article up in the show notes. Dallas, you got an article on the Joe Biden. You want to your source? We'll put that up. Joe Biden and the little, little sisters of the poor. Well, can you send us the link? Can you send me the link on the uh, the guy, the watchdog on the PPP on the Catholic Church? Mm-hmm. Dog. All right, so we'll put that up in the show. Um, hey, Lavinia's here. Let's drop her in here. Let's see here. So, <clears throat> let's see what happens. Let's see if technology works. We got all this new technology. We'll see if uh, what happens here. And while we're waiting for Lavinia to load, uh, Last week, we had a down week. Y'all had a little bit of heat. Just a little bit? On Sunday, right? <laughs> I've never seen Father sweat so much. <laughs> so I, with that mask, I turn around and look at him and say, why my chair is outside, not inside? Later on, he told me, because the bishop wanted to be closer outside. I had him inside the door. Just let him outside the door. Keep me inside the door. <laughs> You can move your chair. You should move it back. <laughs> interesting. Interesting, interesting. So uh, Lavinia Spirito is going to be joining us. Lavinia is the, I say she's the founder of Catholic Way Bible Study. Uh, I think the correct, uh, at least what I found online, is the founding team teaching leader for Catholic Way Bible Study. Uh, Lavinia, are you there? I certainly am. Oh, she is there. I'm actually, yeah. Oh, can't hear her. Hold on one second. 
now I can now I can hear you. Can you hear us? Okay. Yes, yep. Yeah, there we go. Super. Well, see, I'm gonna I, I downloaded your introduction off of the the internet, which is always dangerous, right? It is because we have some old old versions uh, floating around because we've uh, updated our website. So let's see which version you have. <laughs> this will be interesting. Lavinia is the founding team teaching leader for Catholic Way Bible Study. Though she grew up in Rome, Italy, Lavinia received her BA in Anthropology and Spanish from the University of Michigan, obtained her JD from the University of Kentucky College of Law, go Cats, and is currently currently working on her master's in theology. That's probably done already, right? No, you got the old one. I don't know why. Uh, anyway. So yes, you, so no, I've, I've received a master's in theology from the Augustine Institute a while back. Yeah, this actually said you were doing it at Franciscan University. So this I know, is and a, I, start, I started at Franciscan and I switched to Augustine. I switched horses in midstream. Smart move. <laughs> smart move. Living, have you met Father, Father Lynn Wynn before? How are you, Father Lynn? I'm doing great. Glad you've been with us. And Deacon Dallas Kelly on, on my left over here. Hi, Deacon Dallas. Sounds Hello. like a movie. So this is this is our way of staying engaged with the uh, the folks in our parish through the pandemic. We started this uh, fifteen weeks ago or so, and it's stuck. So we uh, we've had a lot of different people on the show, but you're the first person that's been on our show that has uh, you know a program that's really active in our parish and uh, mm-hmm. uh, Catholic Way Bible Study. So that's kind of what we want to we want to talk about a little bit. And, sure. Uh, uh, but first, we'd always like to find out a little bit more about our guests. So, mm-hmm. Cradle Catholic. Cradle Catholic. I grew up in Rome, in Italy, um, basically in the in the sh- in the shadow of the Vatican walls. Uh, St. Peter's and the, the Vatican was always a big part of my father's family life. We had close ties, um, and I came over to go to college, University of Michigan. Uh, a long, long time ago, and uh, <laughs> and uh, I think the bio says that I, uh, you know, I moved to Kentucky to go to law school. Never met, met my husband, started my family, but I've always had a, lo- a love of scripture. So that's kind of been uh, a little bit of a underlying theme of most of my life. And when I was able to actually take some time to devote to teaching and to researching, and um, things just kind of took off. That was about twenty years ago. Wow. Time flies, though, doesn't it? Absolutely, and God is so good. I've I've actually had a wonderful opportunities to travel the country, to go go internationally, to give priest retreats, deacon retreats, to to give women's conferences and scripture conferences, and um, and anything in between. Man, it's been a great privilege. I'm really I'm really enjoying it. It's actually more fun than the practice of law. So I was getting ready to ask, when do you have time to practice law? <laughs> well, you know, my uh, speaking and teaching and traveling schedule was interfering with my law practice, or rather my law practice was interfering <laughs> with my <laughs> So I decided just to kind of walk away from the law for a while, at least, uh, a couple of years ago, so that I could, because um, I was gone like at least a weekend a month, if not more, and um this was just what the Lord put on my heart that I should be doing. I've been practicing law since 1984. I figured I'd put enough time in there. And let's face it, the law is not nearly as rewarding as Catholic Way Bible study, right? Well, Being you know, a- I would have to say so, but I don't know who would agree with me. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think we all would agree, uh, especially in today's world, right? Mm-hmm. So Catholic Way Bible study. Are you the founder or are you the founding team teaching leader? What so uh, Judy Paternostro and myself were in a quote-unquote non-denominational Bible study at the end of the 90s, mid to end 90s. And we, lo and behold, we found out that the largest faith tradition re- represented in this so-called non-denominational Bible study was Catholics. And it was a demanding Bible study. I mean, we had to do homework. We had to be on time. We had to sit through hour-long lectures. All things that people in the Catholic Church were telling me, they will never do that, right? right? Catholics do their homework? What are you kidding? You know, sit through an hour lecture? Absolutely not. And yet, 
I was in this Bible study with all these hungry Catholic people who were doing just that and gladly and standing in line and like getting on wait lists so they could get into this Bible study. Wow. So we figured, you know, there's obviously a hunger out there. Let's not believe those who ask us to dumb down the faith just because they're Catholic. And let's come up with a formula that gives them what they want and also gives them what they need. And so in 1999, we launched Catholic Way Bible Study, which was basically using the, it was using the format of the non-denominational Bible study that we were in, just because it was a wonderful format in how the, the meeting flowed. But we developed our own materials because there was obviously some glaring holes in terms of catechesis and uh, understanding of certain scripture passages. And it just, we wanted to give the tools to people in sacramental traditions like the Catholic Church, but also our fellow Episcopalians and Lutherans, etc., uh, that did not really have a home in a so-called non-denominational Bible study, uh, to kind of um, give them the whole enchilada, as it were. And we never, you know, we never thought, you know, we thought maybe the first time, you know, we obviously we went through channels, we submitted it to our pastor and went through the uh, religious education committee. And, and because of that, we had, you know, we were held up. We didn't really get to do it immediately, but when we finally got to do it and we sent out our publicity and the bulletins and all that stuff, we just figured, well, you know, we'll see who shows up. You know, this is something God put in our hearts, but numbers don't mean anything. Well, lo and behold, the first meeting, we have 50 people. Well, the 50 people at a Catholic event is, is big time. A Catholic <laughs> event is ridiculous. Right. right? I mean, yeah. Oh my gosh. Who's ever heard of that? And then, the next year we had a hundred people and basically the Thursday morning class in Lexington is between two and 300 people every Thursday morning. It's currently another additional sort of 50, 60, 70, a hundred people at night and the night class. And, uh, and then we also have a small Sunday morning group. That's just the cathedral. We, Tim are basically international. So we're in 42 U S states. Um, for some reason, Texas loves us. We're all over Texas, all over parishes in Texas um, and international. So it's been a God thing. It's been something that if you, oh, and another thing, we started out on a Thursday morning and we called it CWBS, Catholic Women's Bible Study, right? Except that because I thought, you know, Thursday mornings, it's going to be moms and, you know, women, et cetera. Well, lo and behold, we started getting a trickle of husbands and men who would like come in the back for the lecture, turn their chairs around silently. And then after the lecture, they would kind of sneak out, <laughs> except that they got to be so many people that Bishop Gaynor at the time, who was on our board, said, now, listen, see here, you got to stop calling this Catholic women's Bible study because it's not only Catholic women, it's Catholic men and Catholic women. And indeed, across the nation, uh, the makeup of the classes are usually 50%, pretty much down the line, men and women. And so um, at that point, Bishop Gaynor said, now, listen, you got to keep your initials because of the stationery, right? <laughs> no, ex no extra expenses. <laughs> no extra expenses. So how about Catholic Way Bible Study? So he gave us our name. Wow. And we never, you know, never saw reason to change it. And that's, that's kind of a little bit of a, of a history of how we started. And do you think that the biggest myth about the Catholic church, obviously you came from it, they came from a non-denominational side coming in, but that the Catholic church doesn't use its Bible. I mean, is that, you know, that's, that was more perhaps understandable 20 years ago. Because when we started looking for materials 20 years ago, guys, I don't know if you remember, the only thing that we had on our side as Catholics was a study called the Little Rock Bible Study. Do you uh -huh. remember that? Right. I don't, I don't remember that. Just, it was like kindergarten, basically. It's like, you know, well, you know, you are so good. You opened your Bible. Let's give you a gold star. I mean, it was very, very basic, very basic, very elementary um, and there was a lot of people out there who really wanted more. And so they were going to non-denominational Bible studies, Protestant Bible studies, et cetera. So at that point, we didn't have the resources we have now in the Catholic Church in terms of Bible study, which is why we took the step to develop our own materials because we couldn't find any. 
Right. Now, in the, in the four or five years after we started, then all these other Bible studies started popping up. And I was like, well, where were you? We were looking for it. But I mean, I guess it was a good thing because it really kind of spurred us to develop our own materials. I developed the lectures. We have a whole committee of people who develop all the homework questions, which is a, another a, a job and a half to keep the questions really relevant and on point and challenging. We use the scriptures, but we also use the catechism of the Catholic Church to answer our questions. And it's interesting because we have 20% of our membership is not Catholic. That's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, 20%, you know, give and take, depending on the year. I've even had non-Christians in the Bible study. Wow. I've had Jews and et cetera. Um, And they, for the most part, we say, well, you don't have to use the the catechism if you don't want to. And a lot of people go out and buy the catechism because they want to answer the questions with all the resources. We actually have a copy of the catechism right over there. We keep it around just in case somebody asks us, ask us a difficult question and Father Lynn can't answer it. <laughs> <laughs> so you started this back in 1999. You're 20 years into it. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming it, it has exceeded your expectations. Well, you know, it's it's one of those things where you if you obey the Lord and you do what he, and you do what he thinks he's calling you to do and you step out in faith, then it's his deal. You know, it's his thing. It's not really our thing. It's it's just obeying what we think we hear the Lord say, step out in faith and do it. Do it well, hopefully, you know, do your homework, do, you know, do it as excellently as you can. But it's really been a blessing because it just shows the power of the Holy Spirit. When you open the word of God and you do it in a way that is not condescending, and is not and pulls no punches, and you give them all the information that you possibly can. People, the lights go on. It is the most rewarding thing to see the lights go on. You see, you have people. We have the whole phenomenon of people who get in Kentucky. They say drug. They get dragged, you know, or drug to uh, one of the Bible study sessions, and you can see them sitting in the back with negative body language, and their arms are folded, and they're like, "Ah, what are you doing?" You know. Um, what's this church business? And then all of a sudden, uh, sort of two or three weeks later, you see them sitting in the middle of the audience. And then for some reason, five or six weeks into the deal, they're sitting on the front row and they're taking notes. And uh, that for me, that's, that's like uh, the, one of the most rewarding things, just because it's the word of God given a chance to open somebody's heart and to turn the lights on. And I think that's kind of what it's all about. I mean, that's evangelization. That's catechesis. That's formation. And then finally, once you do all three of those things, then you are finally find yourself discipling people, which is what we're called to be, missionary disciples. So are you uh, traveling to different states and all the states that you yes. named, giving lectures and stuff? Before the pandemic, yes. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah, everything's new because of the pandemic. I used to travel a lot. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been all over. I've been all over the country. I've been internationally. I was asked, oh, I say about four or five years ago, I went to Malta, an island in the Mediterranean, and gave a four-day retreat there. Um, I, I've been a little bit all over the place, and it's great. Now you have, And I have relationships with all the, of course, the parishes that run our studies, but it's interesting because a parish or maybe a group of parishes that run our studies will invite me and they'll make it like a diocesan event. And before you know it, you have all these parishes together. And so before you know it, you have a conference, you know, with all the people who are drawn together a lot just by that common theme of breaking open the scriptures and making them intelligible and applicable and practically applicable to our lives. So, Lavinia, what, what does this program of yours different than others? Well, you know, it's probably the same as some others. I mean, I haven't looked at a lot of them. I would say that it's different than maybe some Catholic studies because we, I don't want to say we demand a lot, but we, we ask them to dig. You know, we ask them to, uh, we ask them to do like the, the lessons are five days of answering questions we hope that you do it in front of the Blessed Sacrament or, in any case, in prayer. And, and so there is this continuous, um, you know, 
habit forming discipline, I think, of studying the scriptures. Uh, then we ask you to come into your group on Thursday mornings or whenever it is that you decide you want to do it. And we ask you to discuss in your groups. So you will have hit the material by that time. You've hit it at home. Then you hit it in your group. And then when I give the lecture at the end, the wrap up lecture, hopefully you have heard or treated or broken open this material three times. So traditionally, I found that we're a little bit longer. Perhaps we have usually go the school year. So we're about 23, 24, 25 lessons, uh, you know, week, weekly lessons. Um, and we also, uh, you know, we, we do other things for people. So it, we, we're, we are available to pray with people afterwards. We're available to go to people's houses. I can't tell you the times, Father Lynn, that we have gone to people's houses who are dying just to pray with them to do, you know, the corporate works of mercy and to do, and just to kind of bring it onto the, bring it onto the street. So it's not just study, it's application. So to answer your question, how is it different from other studies? I don't, you know, I I know that um, there are some similar Bible studies out there, but for instance, their lectures are 30 minutes, 20 minutes, and our lectures are an hour. And whenever I ask people, hey, guys, do you want me to cut it short? Do you want to hear less? You know, that's quite a question to ask Catholics because you think they're going to say what? Yes, (laughs) Yes. obviously, right? And instead, it's like, no, 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 keep going, keep going. We we gave them a break in the middle, you know. Um, So that would be my one comment on other studies that I've seen is that um, they don't go quite as deep as we do and they don't quite – engage perhaps um, the whole discipline aspect of, you know, getting it done and, and discussing it, et cetera. Now I'm sure that I don't, that's my limited knowledge. I'm sure there's probably other studies out there that are just as challenging. Okay. Now let me just say this. When I say challenging, I don't mean you have to have a degree in history or something to do this. Okay. What I mean is you can, we have people who have to go out and buy a Bible to belong to this Bible study. And then we also, on the other end, have people who have PhDs in history and in theology. We have priests coming and deacons coming regularly. What we'd like to say is that our study will engage you, whether you went out and bought a Bible for the first time and don't even know the table, you know, where to find stuff. And on the other end, it speaks to you, even if you are a supposed pro, you know, like you're a a professional, you kind of know what you're doing. That's, you know, Augustine's famous point, right? The scriptures are shallow enough for a lamb to wade in, but deep enough for an elephant to swim in. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're trying to make our study as well. Which I, I witness very true. You know, I been attend some of the classes without people here. It's fascinating. Mm-hmm. One of the pieces I really like a whole lot is the community of folks that being together and they share their thoughts through the catechism, through the Bible, and they, they really talk through it. And, and, mm-hmm. and that's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I also witnessed too the you you very detailed, which is good, uh, mm-hmm. extremely extremely in depth. Um, you know, it, it, this is really a study Bible study, really study. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, know, you know, well, but one point you comment, which I will give my people hell because I'm sure some some of them did not do the homework in front of Blessed <laughs> Sacrament. <which laughs> I, to, I, I, I will use that. I see it from the. Really, from your voice, so I will let them know that. Okay. Yes. You got him in trouble, Lavinia. <laughs> you, know, you, you mentioned earlier, I think 30% was non-Catholic. 20. 20. 20%. About, around 20. It depends on the year. Have you seen any conversions? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is why, this is why it's a God thing, because it's not us, obviously, right? You bring people in contact with the word of God. And before you know it, they bring it home to their wives or their husbands or their children and their wives, their husbands and their children are saying, now, wait a minute. What about this? And what about that? And before you know it, the wife, the husband, the child is interested. And if they're not Catholic, they're looking into it. And we've had several conversions uh, from uh, other faith traditions into the Catholic church. We've had people who became activated. You know, they have a couple years of Bible study before you know it, they're on the parish council or they're running a ministry um, somewhere else in town, or they're, um, you know, they've, they've kind of stepped up their discipleship from being in the pews, sort of in the stands. They get down onto the court and they start playing. 
You are so and true that, about that. Isn't we, it? That evangelization right there, isn't it? It's about you plant a seed, right? You plant a seed and you engage it. You know, mm-hmm. then God will do His job. The problem, Amen. you know, you you we we stop speaking this language in our family, right? We do. We stop. Well, and we we stop in church too because I mean, if you ask, you know. I think when you said this earlier that if you ask somebody if they want to go to a Bible study, they might look at you or sit in the back row or mm-hmm. say, no, I don't want to do that. But you have a lot of people that say, hey, I, I want to learn more about my faith. I want to learn more about the catechism. But they don't necessarily think they can get there through the Bible. And I think that's, to me, that's one of the, the things about the mm-hmm. Catholic Church that, you know, I, I've worked with St. Baptist Minister. I've said this many times on the show for the last 20 years, you know, and he's trying to convert me and I'm trying to convert him. But one mm-hmm. of the things that he keeps, he says so much is that, you know, we don't use our Bible, and you know, I pull my Bible out. I got one in my office, and I show him <laughs> that we that we do. So, you know, it, obviously, evangelization is is the ultimate goal. Mm-hmm. Well, evangelization. Okay, so evangelization because evangelization is what Paul says. How will they be converted unless they hear the word? And exactly. how will the word be heard unless it is preached? Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. But but the subtext is preached effectively. Right. Oh, because you have people who sit in those pews. It's like they rent the pew. You know, God help you if you're sitting in their spot. Of course, oh, this is different. Now we got plenty here. And God help you if you're sitting in their parking lot, in their parking <laughs> space or whatever, right? It's like this proprietary aspect that I'm going ge- to be in here every Sunday and I'm going to check my box. But has anything that I heard sunk in to me and changed my life? Exactly. That's a question. Mm-hmm. Because if not, what are we here for? If not, it's a hobby, you know, and to which I say, go get another hobby, you know, get a hobby that's more fun. Maybe. I don't know. I think that's more, less demanding. Absolutely. I, I think that's one of the good things about the the pandemic side of it in a roundabout sort of way. It, it I think it causes folks to on live streaming masses. They, they they have to pay attention more. I think they pay attention more to the homilies. I know we get a lot. Right. We get a lot more feedback than we I think we do. We get a lot more feedback now than we used to. Um mm-hmm. And and we need the feedback, right? If we're not if we're not challenging people in in ways that even we don't know that that's going to happen when we, we get up there and preach. I mean, that's happened the last few weeks for I think for all of us. You know, that's part of it. We have to challenge people to live their faith and and pu- pull them not just out of their pew or out of their parking spot, but pull them out of their comfort zone in this mm-hmm. in this Catholic faith. Because there's a lot of people that are just entrenched and they're Catholic and I hate to say Catholic in name only, but you know, that's part of it. You know so what much. I call them, Tim? I call them Shinto Catholics. <laughs> Go ahead. You know, it's like the ancestor worship. You know, uh. I'm a Catholic because, you know, my in my name ends in O or, you know, or my grandmother would have a cow if I, you know, got married outside, you know, for all these reasons. Like, oh, you know, our family, we're from the Northeast. Of course, we're Catholic. But I'm like, OK, what does that mean, though? What does that mean to you? Is this just a cultural identifier? Or is this a sign of a changed, transformed life? Because unfortunately, my brothers, we have 60 million Catholics in the United States, and very few of them are acting like missionary disciples. Exactly. It's true. It's a, it's an, and the pandemic is not helping it. No. No. You know, it's, I mean, that's one of the things we, we talked about a few weeks ago is about what what will be the result of this? And, and to me, that the, this whole discussion about Catholic Way Bible study, I think, is a tool that we, we've already, obviously already are using in our parish. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's been a good program, don't you think? It's I mean, great program. great program for us. Uh, maybe that's a way that we can pull people in that that have not been going to mass, that haven't been watching mm-hmm. live stream, that mm-hmm. you know that that they're missing their faith. They got an excuse, right? Give a Catholic an excuse and he'll take it. Uh, mm-hmm. But we have to figure out how to pull these folks back in, because if we don't pull them back in, they're gone forever. Let me tell you what we've been doing to the pandemic. We have been um, basically posting on our website free studies. So we've had we've done many studies. So three to four weeks each. We've done the book of Tobit, the book of Esther. And now we're in the middle of the book of Daniel. And we looked at the metrics at who is taking advantage of these free studies. We had 11 people in Pakistan. Wow. Take the study on Tobit. He's a, that's a big book. 
I, I mean, you know what I'm saying yeah, is, it's no. not necessarily a, a book that you would know about, right? You know, and we had uh, people in Sudan. We've had, if you look at the metrics, because you can see it on Vimeo, like how you. It, I was floored by which just putting out these free resources during the pandemic. We put out a video a week with the homework questions, and then we switch it at the end of each week. So I would invite you all to. Uh, you know, invite your for your people to take advantage of the free resources that we're offering at cwbs.org. It's one way to get them involved. It's one way to kind of see if it's something that they would like. And usually, you know what? I'm I'm kind of a very much of a no nonsense kind of person. I, I'm very much about the bottom line. I like to give you the pros. I like to give you the cons. But then after I like you to make your own conclusions. I don't believe in spoon feeding you. I don't believe in telling you well. You got to do this and you got to believe this because this is what the church says, because most people are not geared to take that. Maybe 50 years ago they were. But now your average millennial is not going to take it because the church says so. Right. They have to come to their own conclusions. And I think most people want to be respected and have their their choice, their will, their their intellect. Look at the material and make their own decisions with all the information in front of them. Let me ask you, Lavinia, your program, you provide the two, right? Uh, basically, my, the reason I'm asking this, a lot of our folks, they still felt the parents have to run this whole thing or something that I can promote by families, you know, like, yeah. mm-hmm. like two or three yeah. group of families get together once a week, get into your class and deal with it. You can do yeah. it domestically. You know, one of the yeah. angles I'm looking right now the church right now are geared toward, we have to gear toward domestic church with right. the Vatican too, And we have not done that. So it is wonderful talking to you. And I've been sensing, you know, with this pandemic, a lot of our people really love this program. But now we have facing social distance. We have to facing face mask. And, we face, mm-hmm. and I say, I didn't know you have a program right now free online for them to get yeah. on. We do. I know. I I'm unfortunately also in a Tamil laugh. I'm I'm our not our IT guy person, but I. <laughs> I'm that, a, that's I'm funny. Sends a, <laughs> a constant who sends the email blasts out. Who who makes sure that the things get posted. Who stays after you. So um, I I only have the email addresses that people give me. Mm-hmm. So you know, if you want to send me a list of people from your church, I can make sure they get my email blasts and the free resources on there. We'll, we'll definitely, yeah, we'll definitely post the 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 URL up and then get you some yeah. get you some emails. Absolutely, at, at least put it on our website that people can tap into it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Wow. Okay, I see here on your bio you are also co-host of Real Living. Mm-hmm. Uh, where can I find that? Because uh, I'm retired, so I have a tendency to. Do my housework and uh, watch and listen all day. Where can I find that? Yeah, we are on iTunes podcast primarily. It's called Real Living. You can also find it on our Catholic Way Bible Study Facebook page. I try to post our most recent episodes there. We started out in 2004 uh, with Real Living being a radio show on the old uh, diocesan radio, 1380, remember? Oh, yeah. I was asked to start that, and I, basically we never stopped. We just uh, changed our platform from a radio platform to a podcast platform, and so it's. So it's you have for, the you have the same co-host as you did. Yes, Mary Lou Nemechek. Okay. Because I listen to y'all every week Saturday on until you went off. Do you the really? Air. I did. Yay. Every every okay. every Saturday. Yeah. Well, see now you can listen anytime. It, it, it for good or for good or for evil or for good or whatever. Well, you're but you're yeah. you're a pro at podcasting then. I've been do- like I've been doing it a long time. I mean, we do our pla- our platform is Breadbox Media, so thankfully they you know they record and they they edit and they clean it up and, it and yep. all that. But yeah, yeah, we're and, learning. And we're learning ourselves. We're doing all that ourselves right now. So it's, that's pretty good. You yeah. know, hats off to you. We're having fun. I think we're learning a lot. <laughs> <Just> like <it. laughs> I do all the work, and and the guy over here behind us, he does all the work with his cameras. You'll see it when oh, the yeah. when the finished product comes out. You'll you'll it'll look a little different than what you're seeing here. So are you po- are you on YouTube or what are you? On? We're right now we're on Facebook Live. We always have issues with Facebook Live, and I think we had some issues tonight. But we'll we record everything, and then we'll take it 
post show, clean it up, mm-hmm. and then we'll put it back up on Facebook and on YouTube as well. Then we'll strip the audio out and we'll put it up on a podcast. So, so um, the, uh, hang on. The Facebook Live is uh, the one for the church for St. John's? Correct. That's okay. correct. Yeah. So we're... That's that's kind of our we're a mission of Saint Francis and John. That's what we are. That's so. What we are. Well, so so what I might do is when you do put it up, I will repost the link on our Facebook page as well on Catholic with Bible Study. Yeah, don't take the live feed that'll be up there. I'll probably try to take that down relatively quickly just because it looks no, like I, there may. You might tell be. me what to do and I'll do it. <laughs> Sounds good. I mean, we have a YouTube channel too. Our our church does. So. Yeah, we do, and it, we we try to cross post everything we can. We want to get sophisticated enough so that it all goes live at the same time. But mm-hmm. doing stuff live is hard. But we enjoy it because we get feedback. We, we, you know, there's a certain exhilaration about it, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> for, for you, Tim. For me, just for me, just, <laughs> just, just for me. So we appreciate you joining us tonight. Tell us one one person we should have on our show to talk to, and in in and that can be national. We've had like I'm sure you know who Gus Lloyd is, right? Do you know Gus mm-hmm. Gus Lloyd? Mm-hmm. We've had him on. We've had Rocco. Pomo on the 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 church whisper, uh, so if you oh, the whispers in the lodge, you yeah, him? we did, really? yeah, we did. Cool. So, give us a guest. Who you well, think we? You know, I'd love. Um, I love Peter Herbeck, Ralph Martin, all those guys up in Ann Arbor, Michigan, Renewal Ministries. Um, Debbie Herbeck. Um, oh my gosh, there's you know, I think Scott Hahn would talk to you. Kimberly Hound. Well, hey, she said Scott Hahn. Father, remember you're going to get Scott Hahn. You told I us. To get Scott you, Hahn. He told us I'll get Scott Hahn. Or Jeff Cavins. <laughs> oh, I love um, Jeff Cavins. He's good. All the other Bible study people. You know, they're they're. You know, Scott Hahn is the one who told me keep the format of the Bible study of the non-denominational Bible study. Don't reinvent the wheel. He's been a good friend to our Bible study. Well, I might have to have you make an intro for us then if we if, if Father Lynn can't come through. So <laughs> Lavinia, we appreciate it greatly. Maybe we'll have you back in a few months just sure. to uh, after I'm post post pandemic to uh Absolutely. see what, what that looks like in uh through the Catholic lens post pandemic. But we thank you for joining us tonight. Thanks, Lavinia. You're awesome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right. Take care. God bless. Be safe. See you. Bye. Bam. That was fun. She's great. She is. I, I love know, her. I didn't know she stopped practicing law. I love her. She's uh she have a new law now. God's law. God's law. She's uh she's a great person. Uh obviously uh you know, to take something from nothing and get it to where it is today, that's hey, that's, that's God's work, I'm is, telling you. You it's know, and God's I think she ran for office years back and uh it makes me think and she lost. And I forget what it was, uh I don't want to say it was mayor. I forget what it was in Lexington. And if she would have won, this probably wouldn't have happened. Is yeah, that what you're saying? Yeah. I mean, that's that's God's providence, right? God's uh, providence look beautiful. There's there's no doubt that that's that's part of it. So, all right, Father, you got to get Scott Hahn and and I didn't. I was going to write down all those <laughs> Father, names. We'll fly him in first class. <laughs> oh no! I was going to write that's down all. Talk, I, I was no talking joke. about Bishop Barron. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. He, he a, said no. He said no. <laughs> well, different within you. You know, <laughs> we've had two rejections so far: Bishop Barron and Jennifer Fulwiler. Who's that? She is. She was on the XM Radio. She's probably the leading female Catholic blogger uh, of her t- of our time. Really, she's on. She was on the show for a long time. On, on her, she had her own radio show in the afternoon. I think you used to listen to her. Didn't you? Yeah, yeah. She went off. She's a comedian by mm-hmm. by trade, I guess. But uh, Catholic, big family. Uh, but she said no. She's too busy. She's trying to reinvent her her uh, comedian comedian show. Yeah. So maybe maybe next year, right after we get Bishop Barron. So. Well, when you <laughs> when you get all these things straightened out, and I, I, I'll, I'll try to contact Lord. Barron. Well, I just I'm just worried about <laughs> next week because we don't have anybody picked out for next week. But anyway, let's uh, let's just take a minute here. Let's let's talk about Saint of the Day real quick. I, I mentioned it earlier. Stigmata. Love that word. What is it about that word? Stigmata. Anyway. Stig. The saint of the day is Saint Veronica. I'm going to butcher this. Guliani. Guliani. So here we go. This is Franciscan Media's Saint of the Day for July 10th. 
Today we celebrate St. Veronica Giuliani. Born in Italy in 1660, Veronica's prayer was to be like Christ crucified. It is said that when her mother was dying, she called her five daughters to her bedside and entrusted each of them to one of the five wounds of Jesus. Veronica was entrusted with the wound below Christ's heart. At 17, Veronica became a poor Clare nun. During her early years, she served in the kitchen, infirmary, sacristy, and as portress. At age 34, she was made novice mistress, a position she held for 22 years. And at 37, she received the stigmata. Wanting to test the authenticity of Veronica's reports, church authorities conducted an investigation. For a time, she lost the office of novice mistress, but eventually she was restored to that position. Devoted to the Eucharist and the Sacred Heart of Jesus, she offered her sufferings for the missions. Though she protested against it, Veronica was elected and served as abbess of the monastery until her death in 1727. She was canonized in 1839. There's more about the saints along with inspiration and Catholic resources at our website, saintoftheday.org. From Franciscan Media, this has been Saint of the Day. St. Veronica. You know, one of the things I, I, I think that I'm learning from Saint of the Day is nobody wants to be in charge. Yeah. They're always reluctant to do something or uh, being forced into doing something they don't want to do. Right? Nobody in charge. Nobody wants to be in charge. I mean, like, she didn't want to be the prioress, is that right? But well, actually, one of the trademark in Benedictine tradition is always pray to become a servant and rejecting anything that geared toward leadership, showy. And you hear that a lot from bishops today, too, right? Oh, yeah. When, when, when the Humility. apostolic nuncio calls, nobody wants to answer the call. <laughs> Exactly. That the the humility is is phenomenal. Yeah, I mean it's you know even in our little parish, you see yeah oh, you yeah. see that too. A lot right. of great people. A lot of great people step up. Mm-hmm. Usually, it's reluctantly. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like producing a a, ma- a live mass every Sunday, <laughs> or a podcast, or parish council. I mean, yeah. You know how how it came through, isn't it? It, it? it when you're reluctant, but yet you persevere through it. Somehow it just happened. Hey, you know God's providence is is great. I mean, you know I think about, and we 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 can talk about this down the road. But our calls, mm-hmm. each of our calls, you know, the sequence of events that had to happen to get us sitting in this chair tonight. There's a lot of stuff lot. going on. There's a lot of forces going on for yeah, sure. You talked about reluctant. I said no for years. <clears throat> no, no, no. <laughs> and you know, you just. Me over the head. And, and I think, you know, you, you listen to Lavinia talk about, you know, how Catholic Way Bible study, Catholic Woman's Bible study started, and how you have to be open to God's call. And even though it, sometimes it's reluctant, you still have to listen. God, God speaks to a lot of us. And, uh, all the time. And if we're surrounded by noise, sometimes we don't hear. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm not trying to pu- plug the parish council elections this weekend, but there is a parish council election this weekend, right? Or yes. ongoing. ongoing. You can go, you can vote two in two weeks. You can vote. Um, we need new, fresh leaders, right? right? That's the, I think that's the biggest thing that a parish needs, right? You can't have the same 20 or 30 people right. doing everything. Um, so if you're in our parish or you're in your parish, wherever you're listening to us from, get involved. Definitely. You have a gift. God's given you some <clears> gift. <throat> maybe it's the gift of gab. Maybe it's your carpenter. Maybe you're maybe you're a lawyer. Maybe you're a financial person. Maybe you're a good fisherman. I just looked at you because, you know, we're, we, we, we know you've been doing a lot of fishing, and Jason Barry wants the fishing report. I ain't been in the couple of weeks. But, he still uh, went for buying a boat. Have you had a boat? I, I am looking at a boat. I am looking for a fishing boat right now. <laughs> <laughs> now, I can't but wait. They're, they're expensive, okay? You know, you, uh, the market needs to go up higher, right? But what's fun, it, you know, everybody's off work, but you can't only find a boat on a shore. 
They're, as soon as they get them in, they're so, so it's gone. Yeah. And you go to the fishing department. I went to get fishing line at Walmart about a week ago. I, was, I needed to replace my fishing line. The whole counter is empty. Every peg hook. Everybody's off fishing. Wow. But you would think with everybody being off work, they couldn't afford a boat, you know. But uh, I went to three different prices, and every one of them only had a couple of boats in the showroom. Boat and RV. Yeah, RV is gone. Down. And Jason Barry says, hey, I'm still waiting. But when I get my boat, to, is he listening? <laughs> I'll take you fishing. <laughs> hey, I want to be on that threesome. Me, you, and Jason Barry, we're going fishing. Okay. Hey, I'm going first, right? But when you have the oh, kind of cler- you know, clergy day fishing, I was just <laughs> thinking about it, and my wife said, I go get your boat. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the things that we can do for sure is clergy day of fishing. Maybe we could do a show out there, oh, live stream, live show, live out stream. in the middle, <laughs> middle the fish. of the lake. <laughs> Sorry, Steve. We we may not take your cameras out. I'm the, the boat I'm getting four came. <laughs> Three is going to be tight, but uh, okay. So the last time you went fishing, how was the fishing? It was very good. We ca- the last few times I went, we catching we're catching fish every time we go, and a variety too. We're catching bass, crappie, bluegill, and something called sawguy. It's a hybrid between a sauger and a walleye. At Taylorsville Lake, saw guy. Are you cleaning those and eating all that stuff? Or Well, the last few times we went, a lot of times when I say we catch them, you ain't necessarily catching keepers. But uh, we caught a few saw guy keepers, and my the, my fishing buddy took them home and ate them. There you go. Crappie's the best, though. Crappie is. Crappie's the yeah, best. Crappie's the yeah, best. Yeah, one of the guys at work, he retired guy like you. Or some people say crappie. We, we have uh, fish fries for our customers, and the ladies in the office – fry the best fish and he catches I mean he brings in bags and bags and bags of crappie and it's good <laughs> it is really good so so catch some crappie would you crappie's harder to catch once the once the uh, uh, the word escapes me the uh, breeding season that I think what you call it spawn spawn, spawn. That's what once that's for. over they start going deeper they're harder to catch but you can still catch them some some of them all right, great show, guys. Uh, next week we got to fill a we got to fill. We 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 I took a week off and we didn't fill any slots. So I think I got one candidate. Yeah? yeah. Okay. Keep it a secret. No, I think so. Prisoner or prisoner. Okay. Having a lot of great stuff. Another another uh, another person of ordinary people with extraordinary lives. Yes. Yeah. Go ahead, Steve. You can tell me. No go. Logo. I will give you the logo. Yes. See, this is what happens when we try new technology. Um, I fall behind. But anyway, hey, thanks for joining us. Following's got a mystery guest next week, so join us, Ordinary People with Extraordinary Lives. Um, We've got some ideas. Obviously, the venue was a hit. She gave us a lot of ideas. Um, John, John Carter just posted, hey, we can take his pontoon on the fishing trip and we'll film from the pontoon on That's the fishing boat. Yeah, you can fit more than two and three. Oh on the yeah, pontoon. you can bring the whole cruise out there <laughs> and then some. Whoa, Steve, you up for that? I mean, that'd be crazy. How's the How's the internet signal on the on a on a lake? The phones does good because I get this one texts me when I'm on the lake all the time. <laughs> Maybe what we'll do is we'll record the show out there. We can do that. We'll record the show, and then we'll 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 put it out. So, hey, that's an idea. We'll put that on there. So, awesome, awesome, guys. Uh, hey, hit like, subscribe, all those good things. We'll post some show links up, a lot of the stuff that Lavinia talked about. Uh, definitely check out cwbs.org. A lot of free resources out there for Bible studies. Stay engaged in your faith. Stay engaged in this, this thing we call Catholicism. Uh, Father Lynn, how about a blessing? Sound like a good plan. Gracious God, we give you thanks for your generosity as allow us truly engage in many creative way. A blessing to Lavinia, her mission in the Bible study and the work that we do in the broadcast. Continue to bless our people, those who listen out there in the work that we do. 
and all this for the glory of God. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hey, until next week, you know who I am. I'm Deacon Tim. I'm the Deacon Fisherman Dallas. (laughs) I am Father Lynn. Good night, everybody. Both buttons. Both, both buttons. You're gonna hit both buttons. You're gonna hit both buttons at the same time. Five. Three. Two. One.